How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Fro Bro Pod. Grab whatever drink you're sipping on. Take a good old sip. Episode one of the Fro Bro Pod. We got some things to talk about today. <clears throat> First thing I want to talk about is uh, this is a new podcast. I'm going to be talking about a lot of different things. First things first, um, I am a pharmacy student currently. Um. I am also an up-and-coming amateur fighter. I fight out of Demolition Fight Team in Ohio. And it's been a little weird transition. I don't know of too many basketball players that have transitioned to fighting. I'm not sure how many there actually are, but I don't feel like it's too common. So, over the course of this podcast, I'm going to cover multiple topics um one one being you know how my pharmacy lectures relate to health actual health and how they do not relate to actual health i'm also gonna do some you know mma fight recaps mostly ufc i don't necessarily watch any bellator i mean i watch some of the major fights that they have over there, but I don't really, really pay too much attention to Bellator fighters, um, maybe some boxing, I do enjoy a little bit of boxing, I will also be recapping my fights as well, um, we'll get into that one a little bit later, I'm I'm gonna talk about how my training's going, you know, how I'm training, if I'm training twice a day, once a day, what my schedule looks like. Uh, I'm also going to talk about how my nutrition is and the food I eat and how I take care of myself. And I'm also going to have a, a, you know, a multitude of different guests on here. I'll probably have my girlfriend on here. I'll have, you know, well, we'll get some good guests for all the listeners. Uh, the other thing is I just want to influence as many people as possible in relation to health. I really think that I can spread a good word. Um, I'm not currently a doctor. I will be in... Well, I guess I won't be a doctor. I'll have my farm D in two years, I believe. Yeah, two years. But regardless of that, I think people need to seek as many sources as possible when it comes to health and kind of compile all of the data that they've gathered or compile all of the data that they've you know sought after and kind of use their own judgment to determine whether it's right for them and what they believe they can do and what's right for their body. Because 
it ain't a one size fit all fits all um now let's talk about how my first fight went there's a couple things uh well first things first i lost it was fun though um i think i learned a lot i was definitely the better boxer than that guy was it was a boxing fight and um I was by far the better boxer. It, it's not even really close. He he won off of um, pure aggressiveness. He was way more aggressive than me. He threw way more punches than me. My defense was actually pretty good. I would say the only, well, the big thing that I needed to work on and need to work on continuously is, especially when I'm in the pocket, I need to keep my hands up. There was multiple times in the fight when I went back and rewatched. When I uh, went back and rewatched it, I didn't watch all of it. I watched a little bit of it. My hands were there. At one point, my left hand was at my hip. So I mean, especially in the pocket, you're gonna get cracked. I was getting hit way more than I should have been. I shouldn't have got hit once that fight. But you live and learn. You live and learn. Um, so yeah, the biggest thing in that fight was I need to keep my hands up, and that's a thing, that's a thing that I need to continuously work on, I know there's some guys, you know, in the UFC and all that that can fight with their hands down, but clearly I ain't at that level yet, so, the other thing is, the other, one of the most important things is, my throwing ability is very good. I can find people's chin very easily. Find people's chins. Yeah, find people's chins very easily. It's just I didn't throw my right hand. I threw maybe 15 punches, and that's being generous. So it wasn't, I think it might have been, I might have been scared to get hit. I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, I think there were a lot of things that, there, there was just a lot of emotion, I mean, it was my first fight, there was, there was a lot of things going on, and, uh, yeah, so, I was way longer than him, he threw almost the same combination every, every damn time. It's just, I, I don't know, I couldn't adjust, but it was the first one, you live and you learn, is what it is, and we'll keep getting better, but my coach did say that, you know, I fought a great fight, I just need to throw my right hand, and if I were to throw my right hand, I'm, I probably could have knocked that kid out, but could have, should have. And what a... So, like I said, the biggest two biggest things I need to work on is keep my hands up when I'm in the pocket and throw my right hand and extending my combinations. Getting them to think about more than just one thing. Um, so, with that being said...
talk about the Corey and Cheeto fight that happened this last weekend. I don't know. I, I when I watch when I was watching it, I I initially thought Cheeto's always kind of a, sh- a slow starter. He, he's always you know gets that crazy ass knockout down two rounds. Go, you know, fourth round, down two rounds, two to one, and he just, he gets that, gets that crazy knockout, but it almost looked like something was wrong with him, but I think he was just, he, I, I don't, I don't think he could figure Corey out, Corey was, Corey is amazing, that dude is, that dude is goaded, like, the way he was, the way he's able to switch stances, and throw every single possible strike you could throw. I mean, he throws head kicks, body kicks, leg kicks. He's constantly stabbing at that front leg. Throw, throws crazy flying knees just out of nowhere. Backing up. Boom, you're getting smacked with a knee. Um, elbows, elbows. Like, he, he just, he is a dog. And he is very dangerous. And I don't know if Corey could just... Just he or I don't know if Cheeto could figure him out or he, or I mean, I it was also a bigger cage than I think what Cheeto is used to fighting in or not used to fighting in. I think it was a bigger cage and that gave Corey a lot more room to move and just mix up his striking and and so forth. But to be honest. If that's, if Cheeto's struggling, you know, to, you know, figure Corey out, Corey's dangerous, but the Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley is a dog, and I think if, you know, and Sean's got power, crazy power, so if he touches Cheeto, you know, just snipes him, he's just a sniper. So I mean, but I think Cheeto is gonna come back from this, and he's gonna see what he did wrong. Cheeto's goaded too. I mean, Cheeto's a dog too. But and then Corey called out Marab at at the end of that, and I don't, I don't know if anybody's gonna be able to beat Marab after that fight with Peter. That was that was insane. I think he shot. Hang on. He shot like over 40 takedowns, I think. It was a ridiculous number, but he he just is nonstop. That pace is insane. He's throwing a three, four strike combo straight into a takedown. You stop the takedown, he's throwing kicks. Back into a three, four strike combination, back into a takedown. Like, that dude is um, scary. <laughs> that dude is scary. I'm trying to see how many takedowns he actually shot against. Uh, Peter. Forty-nine takedowns. He shot forty-nine takedowns. 
is absurd. That pace is insane. And on top of that, he landed 338 strikes. 338 strikes. Or no. Sorry. His total strikes was 202 of 401. So he threw 401 strikes landed. Over 50% of them. And shot for 49 takedowns. That is completely ridiculous. Yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup for everyone in that division. I don't, it doesn't really matter. And I think he would even ragdoll his own teammate, Al Jermaine Sterling. I'm kind of excited to see uh, Henry come back and see what he's like after the whole layoff and ordeal. But, um, let's, uh, let's talk about what I'm studying right now. And, uh, Then we'll end with some good word. Good word. Uh, so I just had an exam in ID, otherwise known as infectious disease. And I did not do very well. But we were we were going over the antibiotic usage and UTIs and upper respiratory infections, lower respiratory infections, sepsis, septic shock, the whole shebang. And now we have an exam in immuno. We're talking about lupus, MS. other things I think there I don't have anything off the top of my head but um, some of the treatment protocols they have in this is redonkulous um Yeah, I, I'm honestly not sure where my, oh, yeah, alright, let's just, so we got immuno, first one is lupus. And if you don't know what lupus is, it is a chronic complex autoimmune disorder that affects multiple organs. It affects the skin, the joints, cardiovascular system, the kidneys, the CNS, the PNS. And it is, you know, more prominent in women, like most autoimmune diseases are. 
like some of this stuff is is just crazy. We can actually give drugs that are in like induce lupus. They can cause lupus. Procainamide and hydralazine are the two biggest ones. I don't know. Let me know what your thoughts are on lupus and because uh, I know some of the the treatments for lupus are very they have a lot of side effects as do most we talk about MS talk about transplant issues and how the immune system can reject transplants that would be very bad And then the last one we talked about was myasthenia gravis. Gravis. Whatever. And that one I actually do not know too much about. Endocrine's the fun one. Anyway. So I do want to note one thing about um, good drinking water. I always used to think that, um, you know, water was water. Yes, it tastes different. All of it tastes differently. If you disagree, you're a psychopath. However, I think, I used to think that, you know, that pH water, high pH water was a scam. They used to scam, or I, I used to think that, you know, it was a major scam. The pH water is like three bucks. You can get, you know, purified drinking water out of those little Kroger bottles for, I don't know, a dollar compared to three. Uh, I used to think it was all basically the same, all did the same, hydration, whatever. No, I was wrong. Apparently, that... Well, I also... I have my chemistry degree as well. And our body is a buffer system. So, theoretically, uh, you know, increased pH water isn't going to do absolutely nothing to the pH of the body. And I don't know why you'd want to do that to begin with. However, <clears throat> somehow, don't really know how it works... But high pH water, roughly around 9, maybe a little bit above 9, actually hydrates you more than lower pH water. So pH of about 7, 7.4. That water is not as good and doesn't hydrate you as much as the high pH water. Just something to think about. Do a little research yourself. A guy known as Paul Check is a genius. And there are a lot of websites out there and resources out there that can lead you and push you towards, you know, good quality water. Um, the other thing is drinking out of clear plastic water bottles. If you're going to be drinking out of plastic, make sure they're clear plastic water bottles. Not, not that terrible ass 
milk carton colored looking gallon water jugs. That's so bad for you. It leaks so many plastic chemicals into that water. It's disgusting. The best the best water is uh, glass, but on our grocery store we don't have any. And if it is in glass, it's sparkling water, and I can't stand sparkling water. So, um, I would venture to go towards the higher pH water. I'm not sure exactly what water I drink. Currently, I'm actually drinking the shitty water. I'm drinking the Kroger purified water. But some water is better than no water. So, But always do what you can. If you don't have water, then drink the nasty water or the crappy water. If you can, you know, if you can afford it, you have it, get the more quality water and that's just my little nutrition tip of the day now I want to read something a little um a Musashi Miyamoto Musashi quote Give me one second. He says, There is nothing outside of yourself that can ever enable you to get better, stronger, richer, quicker, or smarter. Everything is within. Everything exists. Seek nothing outside of yourself. That's a good one. He also says, do nothing that is of no use. Don't waste your time doing meaningless acts. This is a good one too, if you're into martial arts. The ultimate aim of martial arts is not having to use them. And another good one is, you can only fight the way you practice. So, going back, you practice with your hands down, like I do, you fight with your hands down, and you get punched in the face. So, let's let's get uh, two more good ones in here. Uh Uh-huh, this is the one Joe Rogan um, was talking about on his podcast with Steve-O. He says... If you know the way broadly, you will see it in everything. That means if you know the way in the process of something, of one thing, that process is usually the same in all things. For example, you know, if I played basketball for 17 years, I I know what it takes to... I know it takes dedication. I know it takes relentlessness. I know it takes hard work. I know it takes drive, effort, ambition, all those things to become very good. Once I saw the way in that thing, I know that that can apply to every other thing that I do in life. It can apply to pharmacy school. It can apply to 
podcasting, it can apply to writing a blog, it can apply to martial arts, it can apply to everything that you do in life, your relationships, everything. And let's go with one more, the last one. The only reason a warrior is is alive is to fight. And the only reason a warrior fights is to win. Alright, those are some good Musashi quotes. Um, I'm about to wrap it up here. This is going to be a short one since it's the first episode. Uh, I will give one book recommendation as well. I'm going to do that every episode. Um, right now I am currently reading The Book of Five Rings That's what gave me the idea To Read some Masashi quotes um, If you enjoy martial arts Then I would highly recommend Reading this book I'm already about halfway through, a little under halfway through, and it's it's very good. It's also very difficult to understand, so I'm probably going to have to end up reading it twice, maybe. Um, yeah, so if you enjoy martial arts, I would, I would encourage you to read The Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi. And if you don't know who Miyamoto Musashi is, I suggest you probably look him up. No, he is a, uh, he is one of the most deadliest samurais in history. Let me give you a little history lesson. He was a Japanese swordsman, philosopher, strategist, writer. He became renowned through stories of his unique double-bladed swordsmanship and undefeated record in his 61 duels. 61. The next best duelsman or swordsman or samurai is 33. Yeah, that's... I don't see anybody catching him anytime soon. But yeah, he's one of the greatest warriors of all time. And he wrote a book, The Book of Five Rings, about strategy. And it's a good book so far. So, um, I think that's, I think that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Go follow, uh, Go follow the Instagram, FroBroPod, on Instagram. Let me see. Uh, yep, FroBroPod on Instagram. Go, go follow Instagram. I'll give you some updates. And uh, there's a link to my website in the bio. All right.
Let's get y'all out of here. Good day, everyone.